Oh my god, I'm so bad with this. Try pen African sleeping sickness. Guys, I tried. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What Are You Dreaming podcast. I'm Nick without Christy again, but that's okay because I have a jam-packed show for you and for me. I don't know what I'm going to start with right now. You know, actually, you know what? Let's do a bit of an update. So, you know, life's been going pretty good for me. And, you know, I, I'm happy to say that. You know, you gotta... I think the important thing is is making sure you celebrate your wins and celebrate even the little ones. Because, you know, I don't think a lot of us do. We all get caught up with the day-to-day. And, you know, you just don't gain perspective and you don't take your time to enjoy things. Smell the roses, so to speak. Actually, it's funny. I don't... I don't... Okay, so here's the thing with roses. I don't think they smell that great. They just kind of smell like plant. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's it's like, I don't know. Like, there's some flowers that smell nice, but some flowers that are just flowers. It's like, you know, it's... And, like, roses, like, the, the one that's the freaking flower. It's like, look at me. I'm the best flower. You know, everyone goes roses. No one else goes anything else. It's roses, roses, roses. Valentine's Day, it's like the roses are so damn expensive. Like, the amount of times I have bought a single rose, you gotta be freaking kidding me. It's just, it's they're ridiculously overpriced for, like, one time of the year that's completely arbitrary. Oh, Valentine's Day, show the person you like, they love, you love them with this flower. The flower shows you love them and buy them chocolates and stuff. It's like, but, like, and the thing is with roses, right? Obviously, I've got a thing about roses right now, so bear with me. So, like, roses, they got the whole thing, Um, you know, a traditional Turkish delight. I'm not talking about the Cadbury Tur- Turkish delight with chocolate and all that stuff. It's like, well, it's good and all, but, like, I'm talking about OG Turkish delight, you know? The stuff with rose water. It tastes good, but I can't say that it tastes planty. But then regular roses, regular plants, I, feel, I swear that some flowers just smell like planty. Like, not like, not like grass, although the smell of fresh cut grass is great. But I mean, like, I, I just don't get it, you know? I think we really should, we should move away from this whole paradigm of roses. Because you know what they say, roses really do smell like poo-poo. <laughs> that makes, I mean... Does it make sense? I don't know. You are the judge of that. So I have a couple of dreams that I was thinking of deconstructing today, live on the show. I've done a bit of a bit of a sit down with myself and already kind of thought of it. So, but I think I'll let my uh, my thoughts go out. So my first dream. So it has to do with a friend that I haven't really uh, talked to in yonks, 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 and um, it starts off with kind of like a Blade Runner esque setting, which seems to be a default. I don't know why. It's like everything ends up becoming this, like, in the not-too-distant future, everything is Asian. (laughs) You know what I mean? Dumpling shops, as far as the eye can see. Also, really messy, but at the same time, super high-tech. I can't tell the difference. So... Anyway, so I'm in this kind of place, I'm walking around, what have you, and there's uh, news out saying, like, uh, a man has uh, committed suicide, and blah, 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 and I've just gone, oh, I know him, I'm not surprised, as awful as that sounds, like, oh, in in the dream, I was like, oh, I'm not surprised, anyway, and then he um, does this 
like they they do this like tape thing because like you know in this not too distant future there's TV screens everywhere whatever 3D projections, and it goes um the the, the gentleman in question, he uh is sitting he's like sitting in front of camera going. If uh, I die an untimely death, that makes no sense, and it's said to be a suicide. It's not. I was killed by Nick, and he puts my full name out on display, photo, everything. So then it goes like, uh, looking for this gentleman in his thirties. He is a half Asian complexion, and da 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 da. You know what I mean? So like the usual stuff. So then I've just gone, you son of a bitch. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm just cranky. I'm like I didn't kill anybody, man. So I'm just like, whatever, move along. Then some cyber cops find me, different than regular cops. They don't sleep. These are robot cops. They're not robo cops, because that's trademark. So he, and they end up chasing me. I end up running through this um, like Chinese casino. I run away, get away from them. I play a couple of slots, because you know, that's what you do when you're getting chased. You stop and you go, I'm going to do some slots and see if I get lucky, because I got away from the cops. So I do my slots, do all that stuff, and then the cops end up chasing me. And then I do the whole, like, uh, if any of you have seen, um, oh, shit, what's it called? Uh, Fugitive, the Fugitive. Uh, and I just go, I didn't kill this guy. Like, I even said it. <laughs> I even said it. Uh, like, the guy in the movie, I didn't, it's like, I didn't kill my wife. You know, it's like, I don't care. I did that, and it was just like, what? And then I ended up waking up. That was the dream. Again, very classical Nick-style dream. High, high, middling concept sci-fi setting, but still a regular kind of thriller storyline. So, to a degree, I'm going to say the I know what the dream is about. It has to obviously has to do with what happened between, between myself and this friend. Uh, we had a bit of a falling out. Uh, things were said. Stuff was done. And we no longer talk to each other. But, you know, I think that's kind of part of growing older. You know, things happen. People say things. People change. People grow. Some people don't grow. I don't, like, you know, it's it's just kind of part of the whole process. You know what I mean? And there's some things that I think, like, like some people don't realize the maladaptive behaviors that they have. And, but that being said, I think we're also really good at kind of, you know, just putting stuff under the rug and just going like, oh, you know, that's such and such, or that's their thing, that's that, and what have you. And I mean, like, I, I'm very much, like, I understand, like, I'm not perfect, I'm not going to pretend that. Like, who in, in life's perfect? But then that being said, I think sometimes, like, you get into a, you kind of get into an echo chamber where no one kind of calls you out and you shit, and then things just kind of start rubbing and rubbing and toughing, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so then I think that kind of, this whole kind of thing is kind of like a perceived, in the dream, it's kind of like a perceived betrayal of something that never really happened, which to a degree, without going into too much detail, is about where it kind of stood. It's not so much a betrayal, but it is certainly uh, elements that weren't, did not happen, was kind of like, uh, no, you know what? I was it was like accusations on my side of things, and I called them out saying that's bullshit, and then things kind of fell apart. But then that's what happens. So I've obviously got some residual frustration, which obviously I like. I gotta say, my waking state not really a case. I've got too much other stuff going on. But like, I'm obviously in the sleeping state, it's something that's kind of been hounding at me. So. Actually, you know what? And here's the second dream. Before, like, I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna wrap this all up. This is gonna be great. I know what's where, where this is going, and I hope you guys enjoy where this is going. So, <laughs> the second part, the second dream I had. So, this dream was I was on the show for what was it? Um, oh, now I forgot. Beauty and the Geek. I've already had my rant about Beauty and the Geek. I'm not gonna do it again. I'm pretty sure I've done it twice, like for two separate years. So, well. So, uh, two separate six-month periods. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, I'm on the show for Beauty and the Geek. And, funnily enough, I don't have a beauty, which I think is a bit rude. I'm just the geek by myself, so that's fun. And the show's about, I think it's it's a section on pick a video game that you're good at. And I had all these video games that I was really good at, and I knew them. They were real ones. But then the funny part was, was that there were other video games that didn't exist. One of them was called the Rumpa Tumpa Adventure, and I was like, what the hell's Rumpa Tumpa? I've never heard of Rumpa Tumpa, and I'm like, oh, Rumpa Tumpa must suck. But then it's other things, like, you know, it's got, it's got like, it's got, it's got like Warhammer Total War 3, if you don't know what it is, it's a great video game. You got other video, like God of War, which I know of, I've never played it, all these kind of video games, so I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. So I'm gonna get my beauty, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get my beauty, like, that was like what I said, I said it like that, like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it, like, you know, that, like, like that's how you get people <laughs> you just win them in a competition like it's some joust like a medieval joust i'll get you fair lady you are mine uh anyway so i do all that i'm like getting ready and uh, just before that i go to a uh eb games so it's a, a video game shop where i think it's I don't know if they exist outside. I know they got different names. I think they used to be called Electronics Boutique. I think they're called EB Games in the States. No, GameStop. They're called GameStop in the States, I think. So it's very different. So it's like, but still, it's strange. I don't go into them anymore. I used to go into them tons as a kid. But like that was back in the day where physical physical uh, ownership was a whole thing. Now I just buy stuff online and it's all just together. It's so much easier. Anyway. So I go in there, I'm about to get my game for the competition, I'm all ready. Anyway, so then I find uh, a woman uh, has all these games. And it was someone who, you know, I know, I've, like I knew recently, and, um, you know, things, and, and things didn't end great. <laughs> Let's just say that. Let's just keep it simple. And I was just, and funnily enough, as you can probably guess, I'm not someone who is, uh, tends to lose his words because he just doesn't shut the hell up but I was actually caught out speechless and I was like oh man what am I going to do what's this what's that and you know I'm trying to like I have a conversation I'm not not like like you know just barely functional I'm I'm barely functional at the best of times anyway <laughs> um, but anyway I had the conversation this that and everything's good and then I'm just about we go into a cinema after that to then do the competition that I wake up so again this is another thing where Obvious in my waking state, I I would put money down to say I do not think about it. I don't really, you know, put a lot of resources into that kind of person. I'm being very vague for a reason. Um, <laughs> so I, I I don't I don't have anything to do with this person that much anymore, unfortunately. Um, but that you know that's again that's just like I guess that's the part. So this is the thing about when you're an adult, right? So when you're a kid, it's so much. I'm. D- just bear with me. This is going to be, this is, this is a, I have to, uh, yeah. Anyway. So when you get, become an adult, and I think a lot of adults get this, it's to a degree it is harder to meet people and be friends with people because, you know, you haven't got so much 
time, let alone like for others, let alone yourself. So I, I it's one of those things where letting someone else into your life can be a bit daunting. And I think that's kind of where a lot, some people are. I'm quite thankful that I have a lot of people in my life where I can not. So I have a good amount of people in my life that I can have a conversation with and I'm open with. And I can say, you know, I love them as family. Like, I love them as family, you know, and I've also got a loving family as well, and I'm able to communicate with them. But then it's the communicate, you know, and just be myself. And I think that's kind of the hard part is trying to like, you know, we learn when you're a kid, when you're a kid, holy moly, it is so easy making friends, you know, because you're just like, this is me. Uh, Do you like me? Yeah, I think you're cool. Let's be friends. Okay. You know, and then you get older. And then, like, when you become a teenager, man, being a teenager, my lord, I gotta say this. Um, goddamn, man. So, I was reading up this thing on adolescence, right? Where, you know, the general thing with adolescence is that, you know, it's that kind of puberty until, like, 18. It used to be that. Now they're saying adolescence, the definition of adolescence could even go up up until that kind of mid-20s. Which I find fascinating. It's a fascinating concept to me. But, like, I've always known that your brain stops developing at 25, right? So it's kind of like you don't make any big life decisions until before 25. So, you know, because you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I, I'm not going to pretend like I was intelligent back then. You know, it's just like, you're an idiot. You're like, you're like, it's, it, it's almost a cruel, cru- like biological joke. Trying to get these, ki- trying to get like teenagers to come up with these, all these big life decisions when they've barely got enough, like, They've barely got enough neural pathways to be able to, like, say, hey, I'm me, I know what I want and what I want to do, you know what I mean? And it's like, as soon as we hit that adolescent stage, like, yes, again, you still are building these relationships. It is easier to make those relationships because that's basically what you have to do. That's what school is, right? And then, like, now, I mean, nowadays, it's like you got to look, you're, Kids are just full of neuroses. They're always being full of neuroses. They're always full of what what have you. It's always problems, and that's kind of part of adolescence is working, learning out, working out who you are, who you deal with, and who you don't want to deal with, based off who who you are and what your uh, what your kind of morals are, what your kind of core you is. But then that's just basically a lot of a lot of failure. Not. I'm not saying failure in a bad state of things, but it's that kind of failure of like, you know, making mistakes. Oh, okay, well, you know, I was trying to be this one person, but that doesn't really gel with who I actually am, so I don't really gel with these kind of people. It's that kind of thing. So again, like like I said, like I put my like my heart goes out to teenagers everywhere because like goddamn, like, it's a punish. And I got to say that as someone who's like, you know, it's only been 5 years since I was 25 until I feel like I kind of knew what I was doing. And like, man, Heart goes out to you guys, and, you know, but so trying to bring this back to what I was about to dream, right? So I think it's that thing. So with the, in the romantic context, I feel like it's, it's one of those things where I find dating quite hard in a sense of, like, I think a lot of people do it. That's not unique. But I think it's that thing of, um, you know, just trying to be, op- making yourself open, opening yourself up. 
I think, you know, it's like I'm open myself in a social situation, but not so much in a romantic situation. And I think a lot of that comes down to like, you know, and this is again, not unique to me and what have you, but like, I think it's that like that early relationship, you kind of like, oh, I'm in love and I'm going to be with this person forever, yada, 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 all that jazz. And it's like, you know, your heart breaks and you then you're kind of a bit withheld. But I think in a way, I think in my situation, I think that was good. I do think it was good because I think it's that like, you know, I you got to learn who you are as a person so that you can find someone who can, who can compliment you in a partnership and not so much about you just being in a relation, like not seeing yourself as collective, but seeing that individual you, right? So, but I think like that being said, I still have my walls up and I think that's a normal part of some, like, you know, part of trying to grow is trying to break down those walls in a healthy way. And I think that I tend to get kind of, I get caught up really quickly in feelings and I made a joke about feelings earlier and, you know, it's like, oh feelings so that I can bang someone, ha, ha, ha. but it's just like, no, but like in, in, in all seriousness, it is that part of like, I need to have feelings to be able to connect to someone properly. And that's not a, that's not very typical for men. Some men just go, yeah, you know what? You got two legs, got a pulse, I'll bang ya. you. Know? <laughs> but yeah, and I think that's part of part, and it's done, I, it's, it's a problem. I'm working on it. Like, I'm not pretending like I'm a, I'm a paragon of relationship advice. Absolutely not. But, like, definitely just try and, you know, keep that shit in check. So, and I think that's kind of where the dream comes in. You know, obviously I had whatever's about this person and it's still in my head. And, you know, and that's kind of a good thing to kind of remind yourself of where you want to end up being and who you want to find. So, that was my dreams. Again, I have to say, very on brand, Nick. Doing great. Oh my gosh, thank you, Nick. You're so nice. I know, Nick. I know. You are You are amazing. Wait, am I amazing? I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. So, new show on Netflix. I haven't watched it. Actually, that's a lie. I've been watching, like, I've watched, like, 20 minutes of it. It's called The Sandman. So, I'm going to go, what I'm going to do, I'm going to watch it because I feel like it has to be something I have to watch for the show. And I will do that. I'll watch it for the show. And I haven't had any spoilers. And so we'll see where that goes. But there was something in the show that I got, I found interesting. It was called the sleepy sickness or what have you. Sleeping sleepy. I think it's, I think it, the, the subtitle said sleepy. So I'm going to go, oh, I've been doing a bit of research and I wanted to kind of go over what that is. So in the show... This is, look, this is a spoiler for the first 20 minutes of the show. I don't call that that big. It it just sounds like the stakes are kind of, it would seem like it would be in a trailer. So if you don't like it, too bad, so sad. So you got the Sandman, or that's what I imagine the main character is. He seems to be the guy who's in charge. He's the king of dreams, right? He ends up getting kidnapped by a human. And since he gets kidnapped, people go into what's called a sleepy sickness. And I, and me being me, I went, does that sound like something that was, that was a thing? Not so much about not saying a paracausal entity was kidnapped and then people got sick. I meant like real, real sick, like a real sickness, a real disease that happened during this time. It was like 1916. My brain immediately went to Spanish flu. That was my first thought. So anyway, so I looked up two different things. So one of them... One thing I found was, and I am definitely going to butcher this, encephalitis lethargica. Holy shit, I nailed it. Oh my god. Oh, probably not, but still. So, 
apparently it was a mysterious epidemic disease of the 1920s and 30s, and it was known as the sleepy or sleeping sickness, which kind of relates to the show. So it says that it was associated with the development of post-encephalitic Parkinson's. So I don't know what that means, but I think, okay, you know what? It's So it looks like it has to do with Parkinson's, so having that motor syndrome characteristics, like, you know, trembling, um, uh, behavioral abnormalities. So... And I think, what is encephalitis? I think, is encephalitis something to do with the brain? You know, this is where I love having Google because Google is king. So encephalitis, inflammation of the brain. Cool. Okay. So it looks like it's an a inflammation of the brain that caused... Okay. So apparently the condition was popularized by Oliver Sacks' 1973 book, Awa- Awakenings. And uh, oh, they did a movie in the 1990s of the same thing. So, it says that it has to do with a lot of insomnia and movement disorders. And in the bad stages of it, the acute stages, they say, it's characterized by intractable somnolence? Somnolence? The frickety frack is that, man? Is, okay, your state of drowsiness. Okay, look, I'm going to find, I got to, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say some, some somnolence. Somnolence. That sounds right. So, it okay, so that's interesting. So, But it keeps it goes on to say that it, while it was strange because it was seen to be affecting young people, right? And part of what it did was that it messed up your sleep-wake cycle, had some respiratory issues, and actually did some issues to the gray matter of the brain. So, that's interesting because usually Parkinson's isn't is is a later onset in life thing. So this seems so that's that's interesting. So while they don't know the actual cause of it, they there's a strong there's a theory that the Spanish flu was was part of the that virus kind of developed that inflammation of the brain, right? So you have which kind of makes sense, like. And this is the, I, again, I am not a scientist, don't get me wrong. But I think it's interesting that you have, this is where I find it, this is where, like, I love media in this way. And But this is just how my brain works, because on a surface level, sleeping, the sleepy sickness makes sense. Sleeping sickness makes sense. Like, it sounds like something that happened. But then you look at this, and then you see the kind of context of surrounding it, it's... It's, yeah, it's just really interesting because, so, uh, a bit of personal anecdote. I, back when, uh, year 10, so 15, I was back at 15, 16, I got super sick, super, super, super sick with, um, they think it was influenza A, and which, funnily enough, is related all the way back to the Spanish flu. So, it, so that, yeah, that's, this is where it connects really well. And it was so bad i was wheelchair bound i got to get wheelchair to hospital tested all this kind of stuff i was out for about a week i couldn't sleep i was just it was awful and then one day i just woke up and felt better 
and you know the human body man the human fucking body like i didn't feel 100 percent. i definitely got an amend because it was moving to an experimental wing of the children's hospital was the next stage of the treatment because i wasn't getting better i just got better but since i got that like when i was about since for about i'd say probably for about through two three years i got super i was just super tired i was diagnosed with chronic fatigue i couldn't sleep properly um if I could get, I was just falling asleep during the day. I couldn't control it. It was awful. It was rough. It was awful. Um, so, and part, and also, and funnily enough, I think also a lot of mental health issues kind of develop from that too. It like so again, that kind of goes back to this kind of major illness, kind of creating this kind of issue, which I like again, again, complete anecdote, but at face value, I can kind of see how this is related. So. Yeah, so based, so if you are what... But again, again, this is just a theory and it has not been conclusively linked to anything. But they have noticed that there has been some... Ooh, post... I shouldn't sound so excited. Post-encephalitic Parkinsonism in people with COVID-19. So that's, uh, that's a little bit sad. But that is interesting to see, like, how it can impact your brain and then impact your sleep-wake cycle. And, you know, maybe that's a ends up becoming... And uh, what is it? Long COVID ends up being a... Relate, has a, has those kind of symptoms. So, that yeah. So, that, that that's part... So, if you were Googling sleepy sickness, that's kind of what you'd come up with. There's also a second one. So, this is the other part I found super interesting. So, this one is called African... Tripanos, oh my god, I'm so bad with this. Tripanosmia, African sleeping sickness. Guys, I tried. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, this is completely different to what we were just talking about. So, what we were talking about previously was a possible symptom of a of influenza, the Spanish flu. Which, funnily enough, started in the U.S., um, but it was only reported in Spain. Interesting. Have a Google. It's actually a very fascinating story. But this is completely different. So this one, African sleeping sickness, is due to a parasite when they get infected by fly bites. What's it called? The setsy, the setsy fly. When they bite them, so when they get bitten, ow! I just felt. Oh my god, that's so freaky! Sorry, I just felt this like pinch, this pinch feeling, and I thought I got bit. Man, oh man, I hate when the, I do. That's what I hate about the brain sometimes. You just uh, anyway. So, so this zetsy fly uh, bites somebody, and then they end up getting a fever, high, fe- sorry, a high fever, fatigue, headaches, and muscle aches. And if you, oh Jesus, and if you don't get treated by it, uh, you can die. Okay, wow. So. Setsi flies are found in sub-Saharan Africa. So travelers who spend a lot of time outdoors. So like if you're hunt, if you're out like in the sa- savannah, Sahara, no, different. Out out bush. We'll just say out bush. It's much easier. He actually has got a pretty high chance of it. Now, okay. So apparently there isn't any vaccine or medicine to prevent it, but you can prevent. You can have a chance of preventing it. Basically, covering your skin, avoiding bush during the day, inspect vehicles. Oh, Jesus. And apparently there's no such thing as repellent. What's the treatment? Do do they say treatment? I don't see anything about... 
uh, treatment. That just seems like a bit uh, seems like a bit of a problem, isn't it? Um, treatment. Okay, so there's apparently two stages. Okay, the treatment of the disease is fixendazole by mouth. Okay, so it looks like a medication. There is medication to help help with the first stage and I'm not reading that anymore because this is too complicated. Okay. So Ah, okay, right, now you know okay, so Fexin does Fexin Diazzle, I'm butchering that, is specifically for this. And it's made to help with the first and second stage of the disease. What it does it has 91% effectiveness. Interesting. It's oral. And it is treated sickness in the first drug candidate for treatment in over 30 years. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to go down the scientific element of this because I don't have, like, the intellectual capacity to uh, effectively interact with the... Effectively interact with the information. So there you go. So if you were look, if you were googling uh, sleepy sickness or sleeping sickness, you've got a you got a little got a little resource just for you, right? You're lucky, aren't you? You should all just you should all be so lucky that you come over here, come over to the What Do You Dream podcast, and you know, get your get your fix. So now for the segment we all love, your user submitted dreams. You know, getting a few more, and it's always nice to get that from the community. So we have Lynn. Lynn states, I often dream I'm running for exercise, not running away from anything. I f- it feels fantastic and empowering. I can't run like that in real life and have never been a good runner. I feel super light on my feet and almost like my shoes are giving me a bouncing style of running. Thank you so much for that, Lynn. Sorry, I'm going to say this straight up. I hate running. I hate it so much. I don't understand people who like it. You know, it's like, but there, but that being said, it's like, you know, some people don't understand why weight lifting weights is fun. You know, it's like, it's just some people just bodies and just kind of click, just kind of click. You know what I mean? And, but back to Lynn. So Lynn, it's, um, it's good to see that you feel so free when you, when you experience this. So again, we've said this before. It's this element in, in our sleeping state, right? We want to be able to do what we can't do in our waking state. And obviously you feel you might if you or you want to kind of feel free, right? So maybe or okay, look, there's two ways of doing this. That you don't feel like you're free in your waking state and you want to burn unburden yourself from the waking world. Or you actually have a very light mind, light consciousness. Like a, you have no burdens. You are free to ex- if you're euphoric in your state. You're happy. You're you know you're able to interact with the world light with no burdens. So I think you know that I think that's where it is. And it's great that you are getting that relief from your sleep. You know I think this is where we really got to embrace our dreams and really enjoy enjoy the good ones. You know, thank you again, Lynn, for submitting the dream. So it looks like we don't have a person's name, but a it's called English Works Across the Channel. So uh, 
I'm just going to call them E because I'm not reading the full thing. And also, I'm pretty sure I just gave you a shout out. You're welcome. So, E writes, I dream of a house which has rooms I'm afraid to visit because they're all abandoned with cobwebs and a few pieces of furniture. It is by the sea along a sandy beach. My state of feelings is turmoil of phobias of fear of the unknown. Thanks a million for your attention. Well, thank you very much, E. So, interesting. Now, Nessie, now I've got to think about this. You obviously can tell I don't put in, don't re- pre-read these before I start. So when we're, so you mentioned you feel turmoil of phobias. You know, you've had the abandon. Abandon's an interesting word. Is it something in your past that you potentially have forgotten that you need to address? Maybe, or maybe you. Yeah, maybe you've abandoned something in your past and you have a bit of guilt over it. Or maybe something along, or maybe you just feel like something hasn't been finished properly and that you need to maybe fill those rooms with your attention so that you're able to assist with it. The sand, along the sandy beach is interesting. Do you live near a coast or anything like that? Is that something, maybe when you were a kid, you uh, spent a lot of good times at the beach and maybe that helps with the fear or maybe you're scared. Why are you scared of the beach? That's probably more likely. Is it that you're feeling... When we think of the ocean, right? Okay, this is where we're going. Okay, I got got on track. So, if you think of the sea, and think of the depths of the sea and the vastness of the ocean, we know very little about the sea. You know, we we haven't actually explored a lot of it. So, again, it links back to this void of the unknown and when we have anxieties of the unknown generally in our waking state we you know we're worried we're anxious about something whatever so anxiety is very interesting so it's a very future orientated uh, mental state of being so maybe you're you know you've got a mix of two things here you're worried about the future and the unknown and possibly something that you haven't attended to something you've forgotten something that you haven't addressed and you ha- you're burdening yourself with this so you know i think part of a healthy experience is being present in the moment you know learning from our past and experiencing the now and yes being attentive to the future is always useful you know, nothing worse than being unprepared, but being fixated with the future and being anchored to the past, you were not able to enjoy the present. And part of enjoying the present is unburdening yourself from all these kind of things. So, E, thank you so much for sending that through. Uh, I actually, you know, actually, also, I have not been writing responses on the on the Facebook, so I'm really sorry about that. So I'm going to actually probably have to get to tap, 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 tap into all these people and get right back to them. But again, really, thank you for your thank you for your participation. Okay, so we have another we have another comment from. Da, da, da. Okay, Marty says, being in my house next to a beautiful lake, I live there during the night oh that sounds like a really you know what that's a really sweet dream man marty i think marty's a male's name marty that's really sweet you know like obviously you're in a safe you're in a safe place you're experiencing your your zen moment you know and i mean like if you're feeling that kind of safety peace serenity then you're gonna probably yeah, that's a good night's sleep, man. You're probably gonna feel really good when you wake up. You know, and that's um, that's really that's really cool. That's really cool to hear. I'm I'm glad. And we also have 
Uh, okay, looks like I lost them for a second. Okay, so we have Casey. Casey writes that I'm writing a SAT on calculus. I hate math and the test is two inches thick. I think my eyes hurt and I'll never get through this well. I'm 63. I don't know why I'd be writing any tests. Thank you so much, Casey. So that's funny. No, so, so again, we go... So back to kind of what I was saying earlier with kind of, you know, that making friends and then you hit that kind of adolescent stage. When you hit that kind... It, we tend to fall back on when we're feeling anxious we tend to fall back into the some people it's falling back into high school high school was an anxiety inducing time right didn't know who you were didn't know what you're about and of course we all have those tests all forms one one way or the other it's either you're doing it's all you always end up doing this kind of big final exams a lot of pressure put on you and you know what it's really um it's really it's not a fun time, eh? And oh, so psychologically speaking, a lot of how we act in our adulthood is based on the experiences we had during our childhood or adolescent period. So it, that explains why in already up until you're 63, you're still having these kind of dreams. So I hope um, that helps. Just kind of you know, is there any anxiety in your life? Maybe you should be, but maybe we should be addressing. You should be addressing that with someone close to you, and alleviate. And hope this alleviates some of that stress for you. We also had. I saw one that was a really good one. Someone's written. Can't say I will be banned for evil thoughts. Now I gotta say, Barbara. That was from Barbara. Okay, Barbara, if you ever listen to the podcast, uh, you should know it's a safe place. And I have said some weird, weird things. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to be banned for anything. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. Okay, and finally I've got Tony. Tony writes, sometimes I'm standing up in a group naked. Not that it bothers me. Now, see, that's interesting. So normally, being naked in a group is a nightmare scenario for a lot of people. And, you know, everyone's heard of that kind of dream archetype. Uh, standing in front of a group, I'm naked, and they're laughing at me, or this and that. So, and usually that means you're afraid of being open, you're anxious, you're whatever's. Um, but you, my friend, it sounds like you're very comfortable being open. Maybe too comfortable. Are you a very open person? Person? Do you? Sh are you? Are you not afraid of? Um, you're just you're comfortable with who you are. That's what it is, my friend. You are comfortable bearing it all, and I hope you do that with people that you care about, and not in a crowded place, because that's when we get into trouble. Oh, one more. Dawn. Dawn. I like the name Dawn. It's a good name. Dawn writes dreams. Dreams' meanings are individual. Not the same for everyone, but some dreams have universal meaning. Very well said, Dawn. So again, that's it's true. So like, anytime, anytime like, I mean, Christy and I aren't experts, especially Christy. Suck at Christy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's true. Each of our dreams are individual, but there are themes that people tend to play out right so you know you got the general anxiety the um fear the 
maybe uh, regret, the wanting to feel free. It's all individual. While they are universal concepts, they can be applied to an individual context. But then again, that being said, I'm just a dude talking shit. And I hope the words are nice and you guys laugh and you're having fun, right? That, that's really it. We're trying to share our stories, have a bit of fun. And, you know, and that, and, you know, that kind of covers, that covers the dream section. Again, thank you guys so much for participating in all this. We always love reading your dreams. We really do appreciate it. And if you have any dreams, make sure you email us at whatdoyourdreampodcast@gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at whatdoyourdreampodcast. Now, before I sign off for the day, I've got to address some housekeeping rules. So an individual has uh, come forth to me and uh, has called me out on some incorrect statements from the previous podcast, and I'm going to address those right now. So uh, I said on the record that I did not have any friends with red hair, and you know what? Apparently I do. You know, and apparently I can't tell the difference between red and brown hair. And uh, for that individual, uh, you know I am. <laughs> it's like. Sorry, I like trying to be super serious. It's like, uh, uh, but this is the allegation. I'm going to address it. So there you go. I said I'd do it on the podcast and it has been addressed. You're welcome. And you know what? I think right now, also, Christy's uh, away um, at a hen's party and, uh, you know, hope she's keeping it good and Christian, you know? Because I, I know she's having it good in Christian. Because I asked if she's having, having um you know strippers and cocaine, and she said no. And I'm like, God, what kind of what kind of you know what she's probably doing? You know what she's probably doing? She's probably playing a puzzle. You know, instead of strip, <laughs> instead of instead of strippers and cocaine, she she instead of strippers and cocaine, Chrissy is doing a puzzle at. Her friends, Hen's Night. We all know it to be true. And on that puzzling conclusion, I'd like to say thank you so much for listening, if indeed you still are. I've been Nick. This has been the What Are Your Dream Podcast. Hope you have a great night's sleep.